Welcome to Raising the Apple, episode 14. Uh, a lot of stuff to start the show with today, but before I do that, I will say hello to my co-host, Ethan. How you doing, Ethan? Um, oh, what's that word? What's the word that's like, it's the opposite of good? Um, no. No, no. Something like that. Yeah, Is it like it? two of them? You put them in yeah. no, no? Is yeah. That... I think that's how I'm, I'm feeling a little no, no today. <laughs> a little no, no today. Works in every language, too. That's the beauty yeah. of it. Yeah, it's universal. If we have some uh, multilingual, if we have some multilingual listeners, um, no. So obviously that's one of the things to open with. Uh, yesterday we're recording this Wednesday at about four forty-five uh, because I just watched the U.S. win in Germany for the first time ever, which I will give a shout out to because as I've said on the show before, massive soccer fan. So very excited about that. It was a friendly, but you know, U.S. soccer is coming a long way. So it's always something to be happy about when they yeah, win. I don't follow soccer, but I'm always down to beat the Germans. So always down. Well, there was a great tweet that uh, the U.S. scored in the in the 41st minute. So there was a great tweet uh, from a from a U.S. fan account that said, uh, "As is tradition, the U.S. continues to dominate Germany in the 40s," <laughs> which is which is a very solid World War II that's, joke. That's, that's yeah, a good, that's good. one. But uh, no, obviously, more importantly, it is post no-no day. And I will say, I read some comments online yesterday. People were very upset. Obviously, I'm not happy we lost. I'll never be happy we lost. Right. But I'm not going to lie. In the eighth inning, I was hoping, I was rooting for him to get the no-no. Oh, yeah. I because at certain... that point, we weren't going to win. No. And I'd rather at least be, you know, witness history. Because the first time I've ever seen a no-hitter, like, watching the game. Yeah. First time for me. Because I missed Johans. Um which is a whole nother story in itself that I'm not going to get into now. <laughs> not a good but, one, uh, I'm sure. No, not a good one. But, uh, yeah, I mean, by the end of the game, I was like, look, we're getting butt-fucked, basically. I don't know if I can say <laughs> that on this show. But, um, <laughs> well, he just did. Yeah, <laughs> it's our show. I don't know why I'm worried about that. But uh, I, I was like, I, I'd at least rather witness history than just suffer a normal excruciating loss, you know? Yeah, the way, that's a loss is a loss. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, whether you score 12 runs and lose 13-12 or you get no hit, it's a, it's one in the loss column. Right. So at the point where I knew we were going to lose the game, I was like, you know what? Let this kid get his mold. Like, I was a pitcher. I, I know what it feels like. I, I was lucky enough to throw two no-hitters in my life, and I still remember pretty much every out from them vividly because it's an amazing experience. And uh, at that point, I was just like, you know what? I hope he gets it. I'm rooting for him. Yeah. And then uh, I thought – now, I have to say, I haven't really watched um, – any other no-hitter. Like, I watched Johans, but it was at home. I don't really recall watching any on the road. I saw the last out of Philip Humbers, uh, but I don't really right. remember much about it. But I, the the entire city field gave Heston a standing ovation yesterday, which yeah. I thought was very cool. I thought that was the, very classy. There was a huge uh, Giants fan section out there for uh, Mr. Panic. But even the whole even the whole stadium, though. I mean, it, yeah. they showed on the oh, cameras. Yeah. The whole stadium was giving him a standing yeah. out, which I thought was really cool. It was. Um, but no, we'll, we'll get into that game. We'll talk about that game. We're going to talk about the rest of the week, but then I have one more quick announcement before we get into the show. Uh, this is my surprise for Ethan. He has no idea I'm doing this, so I get to get his general, uh, or his genuine reaction, I should say right now, which will be fun, uh, for me at least. But 
So if you if you listen to the show a lot or if you listen to most episodes, you'll know I constantly make fun of Ethan because he's basically a toddler. Um, <laughs> he's like 12, right? 13? Uh, I'm turning like 13 in a week. Okay. So yeah. So Ethan is, is, is quite young and uh, I, I like to make fun of him for it. So I remembered that episode when he had no idea what I was talking about when I referenced the song How Bizarre. So I decided what I'm going to do today. My, my musical sweet spot is late nineties, early two thousands, maybe like fringe mid two thousands really love that entire genre of like that summer hits type of uh, music. <laughs> so basically what I'm going to do today is reference as much late nineties, early two thousands music as possible. But like, I'm just going to work it into like genuine. I'm not going to just drop it. I'm going to work it into genuine sentences. So you're going to so, just try and give me a sign yeah, there you go. Uh, there you go. Yeah, okay, I'll give on. you. You started with one, <laughs> but uh, we'll, get, we'll play a little game and see how many people can uh, can get. Some of them are going to be super obvious. Uh, some of them will be hopefully a little more well disguised. Not, I, I'm not going to overhype myself though. They might not be all that clever. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, usually we start with the beginning of the week. But I feel like it really makes sense to have uh, to start the show with what happened last night. Right. Um, and I think one of the biggest things, and again, this is a Mets podcast, but we also talk about baseball. I mean, we talk about, you know, important stuff that's going on, you know, wherever. So uh, I think it's worth mentioning that it's now the third perfect or uh, no hitter or perfect game that Buster Posey has caught. Oh, yeah. Which is pretty impressive. It is. I mean, if you, if you looked last night, him and Heston really seemed to be in sync. Right. And uh, I, I mean, it's one of those intangibles that's really almost impossible to quantify, but pitch calling obviously has a huge effect and there's no it's not a coincidence at this point it really isn't no i mean he just makes pitchers better he does yeah i mean when you look at what posey does behind the plate you know there's talk of moving him to first base to save his legs and stuff but when you look at what he does behind the plate it's really all the small things right and uh you know everything he did great yesterday you know it, it left us waiting and and really commiserating yeah. Yesterday, so <laughs> that's, I've made three already, and that's the first one you got. Uh, what were the other two? I'm not telling. Ah, oh, son of a. All right, All you're right. gonna have I'm to gonna listen have to back. back. Yeah. You finally caught one. I've made. That's the third one I've made already in the first like 60 Damn. seconds. Wow, you're. Yeah, that's. I'm good. Going I'm harder than you. I expected. Yeah. Uh, actually, I doubled up there. That was the same. The same song as a different reference. But oh, wow, uh, I no, I, I'm. But in a in a you know genuine uh, sense, it really. It really does show that, I mean, I don't think he gets talked about enough because of the talk of moving him to first base. Right. Um, you know, to save his health, I think people overlook the fact that he is a very good catcher. He is. And uh, people just talk about his bat all the time, which is obviously extremely warranted because he's probably the best offensive catcher over the past, I mean, six, seven years since he came up. I don't, I don't think has it been that long? Been better. I, don't, I don't know if it's yeah, been that long. Wow, in... You know what? I think it has been that long. Holy yeah, I think he came up in 08. Wow, one rookie that, of the year. I'm not old, but that makes me feel old. <laughs> I mean, he's still he's still only like what 27, 28. Yeah, no, he's I mean, young. He's, I don't even know if he's, he's that old. He might be like yeah, 20, 27. Yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, he but, came uh, up pretty young, and he's speaking still of looks catchers though. 15. Speaking of catchers, today is yeah. a, a very yeah. very good day for catchers. It is. Mister Darno, our Beyond Superman excited. comes back, and uh, he uh, he is is uh what's what's the right word here much Can I ask, needed? when you said when you said superman was that reference to goldfinger i don't know if that falls under that time era 
Or are you just calling him Superman? Well, Superman is the name of a song. Yeah, I know. That's what I was asking. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Was that Goldfinger? Was that who sung that? I didn't even yeah. know. I just, I just, I, I said Goldfinger. Are you sure? It was, or uh, Superman? Are you sure it was Goldfinger? I feel like that doesn't sound right to me. Yeah, the ska song, right? The, the I'll be your Superman. It's, oh no, no, I was singing of the uh, ska song. I was gonna say song. that's. I think that's uh, Eminem. Three Doors Down. There's. Oh, oh, oh! I know what. Yeah, it's, yeah, I know what song you're talking about there. Too many songs that reference Superman. So speaking of Three Doors Down, no, I'm kidding. I don't have a reference <laughs> for Three Doors Down. That would be. I don't have a baseball-related <laughs> reference for Three Doors Down. That would be impressive. Uh, <laughs> but no, obviously we're all super, super excited to get uh, to get Darno back. Uh, Plawecki, I mean, I don't think anybody's really. Well, I shouldn't say that because there are some Mets blog style morons that support our team, unfortunately. But nobody with a brain has given up on Plowacki because no. he struggled for two months. He's still very young. He's still raw. He's but, going to be a good talent, but, but he's not ready right now. No, he was terrible. He yeah. was. Oh, no. that's He is yeah. not ready. But no. I'm not. I don't feel any less about him than I did two months ago. No, not at all. I mean, I mean we have Darno seen... last year. Yeah, exactly. That's what, exactly what I was going to say. Darno, I mean, Plowacki had what? Maybe 150 plate appearances? I haven't checked, Th- but... That might even be pushing it. Yeah. It might not but... be. It might, have been, it might be like 120. But over Darno's first, well, like four months of his career, he was freaking terrible. He was. It wasn't that long. I think it was like two and a half months because he got sent down. Right. But so I think if you it, go back to his yeah. cup of coffee the year before. Yeah, but and, that was only like three weeks, right? That cup of coffee? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. And then I think he played for like two months in the spring. So I want to say it was about two and a half, three months was his terrible time. And Ploiecki, by the way, had 117 plate appearances. Wow. I said 120. I almost fucking nailed yeah, that. Yeah, that was impressive. complete guess off the top of my head. And he uh, pretty, hit 211 with myself. a hit 211 with a 568 OPS. So no matter what we get from Darno, it's most likely going to be a fairly significant upgrade from what we've been I, getting. I would from catcher. Be very confident to say it. Just yep. I don't even need most likely. It will be yeah. an upgrade. <laughs> and then it uh, will absolutely be an upgrade. Herrera is is expected to be back in the next couple of days. He's been doing great on his rehab stint. Um, and well, he is about, he is major league ready. He's not at the level he's going to be someday, but he's been about a league average hitter, which is good from a good defensive second baseman, and is going to be significantly better than Eric Campbell and Danny Muno. Well, so, that's what I was going to say. Muno hasn't really been playing too much, but the biggest thing about Herrera, whether he's at his you know the performance he's going to be at, which he's not. He's still what twenty one. Yeah. So he's not there yet, but he is just. Well beyond what Campbell is, and oh, yeah. I'm I'm pretty. I mean, I'm I'm I don't mind Campbell on the bench because he can play a few different positions. Right. He'll come up and hit every once in a while, but I'm totally done with him starting because straight yeah, no. up, I don't want no scrubs. No, he's not so, an everyday player by any stretch of the imagination. Not even was, Terry. Not even Terry easy. Collins' wildest. What? How did you miss that? I literally just said I don't want no scrubs, and you breezed right past it. See, I don't even. I don't even. You know. don't, you don't even know no. what TLC is, do you? I know of them. Oh my goodness, that's painful. <laughs> that is painful. Did you did, have you ever seen the movie The Other Guys? Yes. Did you understand half out. of that movie? Did did like half of those references go? That was that movie was like all probably. '90s references. Probably. <laughs> that I would like to I watch that with like you and explain it to you. You'd probably when find that it, movie came out. You'd probably find it like so much funnier. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, where were we? I don't know. Now I off tracked myself. Uh, what else is new? <laughs> Yeah, no, I know. I tend to do that a lot. Where Herrera, Herrera. No, but on a serious note, I am very glad that Campbell will no longer be starting. Yes, and there's no joke. Also, for that one. <laughs> also coming back, and although it should be good news, it might not be, and that's Bobby Parnell, who in his minor league rehab stint has been 
god awful and is barely hitting 94 from what I've heard. And yeah, but I'm really I mean, I'm concerned. I'm worried about him. I'm worried, but it's hard because with Terry Collins with the bullpens, there's like a couple guys that he never uses. Mm-hmm. So who who went down for Parnell to be activated? Well, he hasn't been activated yet. Oh, he hasn't been. I thought he no, had to be activated by today. No, I heard that, it's that month for the injury. Type oh, I don't know. Thing. I, I saw on Twitter that it's going to be a couple days before he's activated. Well, I'd imagine I would think it'll be Robles or Leathersitch. I don't think it could be Robles though. Robles had a few no, bad outings, but Robles. he's got such good stuff. Oh no, I, I I would prefer it to be Leathersitch. Robles has impressed me despite his ERA. Uh, I'd much rather see Robles stick around, or maybe they DFA or trade Dylan G. Uh, oh, that's my choice would be yeah. G because I actually think yeah. Leatherstitch has looked all right too. I mean, he's yeah, being he's, he used completely bad. wrong. Yep. But um, I, you know, I, I wouldn't mind keeping him up. I'd much rather give Leatherstitch a shot, see what he has, than keep G around when we know exactly what we're getting. And that's yeah, yeah. That was great. His first relief appearance last night. Well, like the second pitch was twenty rows deep. <laughs> to freaking yeah. To freaking Joe Panic. All I know is that G, you know, DFAG, bring in Parnell, see what he's got. I want it that way. Yeah, that's, that's yeah what I, I got want. that one. I got that okay. one. <laughs> that one was too obvious. I know, I said some of them were going to be very, very <laughs> obvious. Um, I, I'm trying to, I'm still trying to figure out a way to work in an Anthony Wrecker baby got back joke. I'm, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I, I have to figure out what direction I want to go with that. Well, you, but, could, uh, you could ponder that. Yeah, I'll, uh, uh, I'll, I'll keep could, that up in there. We could begin uh, going through the week. Yeah, go ahead. That's a that's a good idea. Let's do that. Let's uh, starting let's with uh, get on track here. Starting with last Tuesday against the Padres, uh, we lost seven to two. Noah Syndergaard became the second pitcher in Major League history to pitch less than five innings with ten strikeouts and ten hits. The first being Andrew Kashner the day before. Uh, so that was how, one of those. How can you not be romantic about baseball? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's just one of those, like, that's one of those things that makes you freaking love baseball because everything that has never happened is going to happen, and then it's going to happen two days in a row. I know. Just because like, baseball. That's just crazy. Like, those two princes putting up those, those, yeah, I had no idea how to, I had no idea how to work that <laughs> one in any better. going with that one. <laughs> so, so, well, I knew what I was going to say, but that I knew it was going to be completely obvious. But no, for them to, to do that. And I mean, you're talking about two very good pitchers. Yeah. To, to do that on back-to-back day. Like that's just two pitchers my with mind. two awful defenses behind them. To be fair. Noah Syndergaard's BABIP that day was I didn't see Cashner's, but Noah's Cashner's was eight thirty three. I remember well, seeing wasn't, that. I think I want to say I saw Noah's was eight seventy eight or something yeah, like that. It's, like you can't be less more unlucky in baseball than those two pitchers were in those two he days. He did give up a few very hard hits. You yeah, know, it wasn't yeah. all BABIP, but there was some very unfortunate. <laughs> when you know? get ten strikeouts in four innings and still give up seven runs, ten strikeouts yeah. and no walks and give up seven runs. There's I some still, bad luck in there. I still can't believe that happened on back-to-back days. Like, baseball yeah. is so nuts. It really is. <laughs> it really is crazy. Yeah. Uh, and it does anyway. that to you all the time. It's like every other day. It's like there's something, you know, crazy that happens. Yeah. And so that was Syndergaard's first bad start, which is hilarious because his peripheral-wise, it was a great start. Record-breaking. Yeah. Wasn't his fifth <laughs> negative? 
Probably. I didn't see, but I, I want to say I saw that his FIP was like negative 0.56 or something. Most likely. I mean, he had 10 strikeouts in four innings. And no walks. Yeah. He so, got the home run, but... But that actually helps his FIP because it regresses the... Uh, well, XFIP. That, oh, that's right. That's what yeah. it was, XFIP, because it regresses... Home run know, fly the, ball. The fly, yeah, the percentage. But, um... No, that's just that's just a wacky star, man. Only baseball. Yeah. yeah. Um... And Things he, didn't get much better the next day, though. No, we basically, I think, lost by the exact same score. Well, that's, my that's the awards. one. You have the schedule up, not me, but I believe that's the one where we pretty much mailed it in against Shields. Or was that? I'm pretty yeah. sure that was yeah, that. Yeah, this right. was the Shields game. We lost 7-3. That to was three. painful to watch. Uh, it was Dylan G's first start off the DL, and he got lit up. Gave up seven runs in four innings, one walk, one strikeout. It was his, probably his last start in a Mets uniform. Barring some injuries. Um, on that, that note, was... I would like to say on that note of Dylan G. I've had I've run into trouble the past couple of weeks for saying things predictively that people don't agree with, and then being proven right. And give me an I, example six, here. Well, the six man rotation with G. I said when that came out, I was like, "This isn't going to last long because it's not a good idea. It's not going to work." And it it lasted one start. Yeah. The six-man rotation lasted all of one start. And yeah, it's just was... funny to me because, and not to sound like a prick, but, you know, there's no way to do this without sounding like a little bit of a prick. People, um, We were, expect it from you at this point, Mike. Well, so. people were arguing with me, like, <laughs> so fiercely. They're like, you don't know anything. You know, you never did anything in professional baseball. You can't know how pitchers feel and stuff. And then one fucking turn through the rotation. Yep. And they get rid of it. Clearly, I was on to something. You yeah, know, like... You weren't wrong. I'm not saying I was the reason I was right, but... but there's there's a little something. There's at least evidence, you know. Yeah. One turn, one turn yeah. through it the was, rotation. That's all it I'm was saying. Destined for failure eventually. That's what I'm saying. It's just it's not a good idea in in modern day baseball, especially with the way you use the bullpen. Yeah, yeah. It's you know it's just it's it's not a a valid option. I don't think at this point. If we had six, look, if you're talking about we had Harvey, uh, Degrom, Wheeler. Syndergaard, Mats, and let's just say for the sake of this argument that Montero has pitched for like the last three months and has been like lights out. Yeah, if you literally have so many good pitchers that you don't want to use, you know, you don't want to waste and you're trying to save the young arms, then that's okay. Right. But when two of the pitchers in your six-man rotation are John Neese and Dylan G, there's absolutely no reason to have a six-man rotation. Yeah. Yeah. That's like saying, hey, we could have... A, you know, a, a, a not so great chance to win once every five days or now stay with me here <laughs> or we could have a not very good chance to win two out of every six days. Now, how does that sound? Uh, that's... Are you enticed yet? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Like, yeah, that was no, never a no. good idea. All it was was Sandy trying to salvage the last bit of trade value he could out of Dylan G. And I get it that. Failed miserably. Dylan G is probably, if I had to guess, is either going to get traded for cash or he's going to get DFA'd. I don't think we're ever going to get anything good out of him now. But, um, you know, shit happens. I would like to get some equipment for him if we could. What type of equipment? Um, maybe some, I feel like we could use some splints. Maybe some, maybe like an ice bath. <laughs> Any type of training equipment that keeps our players healthy, I think is really... Like, I, I honestly, you know how hitters used to wear nothing when they hit, and then they started wearing those, like, the little shin guards, you know? Mm. And then they started wearing, like, body armor. Like, Barry Bonds. Yeah. Bionic Man. 
I would like the Mets to play in body armor. Hmm, like, I like, want our new uniform. Like, I want leg braces on at all times. Now, see, now, see here's the thing. We can't run either. We are shit on the base paths, okay? So, I feel like wearing leg braces and deterring a little bit of speed, eh, might not be the, this might be a decent trade. Yeah, I could <laughs> see that. I'm, I'm willing to take that chance. Travis Darno should wear boxing gloves <laughs> at all times. Del- Travis Darno should be, like have pillows tied around his torso and wearing a football helmet at all times. I just want to protect him at all costs. I don't care. Honestly, at this point, it seems like we need like a genie in a bottle for like our team to stay healthy. We need somebody who's not named Ray Ramirez. Maybe that, maybe we could trade Dylan G for a trainer. Well, here's the thing. It is impossible to know that the trainer is causing the injuries. But yeah, I know, but I mean, it's something. So why not? Why not just mix it up and see what yeah. happens? And like, you think at this point, could could firing Ray Ramirez, could getting a new trainer make things any worse? That's exactly what I was going to say. It's not like you're going to get this trainer in who's all like into homeopathic medicine or something, something like that, you know, telling him to rub. No vaccinations. Their- <laughs> that's our problem. No more vaccinations. I oh, see. That's it. We're all our players are becoming autistic and they're forgetting how to hit. <laughs> you know what? We got a couple that I, uh, wouldn't be the most surprising <laughs> news. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if Duda. I would not be surprised. He does not talk ever. So, I, yeah, I was. See, that takes it a little off the funny track and a little more into the real track because that, could, <laughs> that I was I was going for more like a like a funny example. You went more for the oh no wait this could actually be true example. So yeah. I'll leave that one to you. <laughs> You know, I was reading a study the other day that uh, kids who were into Thomas the Tank Engine, like obsessed with it, like 57% of them ended up being autistic. <laughs> Guess what my favorite show was growing up? <laughs> oh my god, it all makes so much sense now. Oh my god, that is hysterical. <laughs> I had to. I had, I can't even breathe right now. I'm crying. I'm literally tearing up. I had two favorite shows growing up. One was Scooby Doo, and the other was Thomas the Tank Engine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I'm literally crying. I'm. Uh, literally, it's all I'm literally so much sense. Crying. It's all coming oh together. Oh my god! I am dying right now. That is, I'm so glad you. I'm so glad you read that study. <laughs> oh, oh my god. Oh, man. All right. I need to, like, regain composure here. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I didn't know where you were going with that statement. I didn't know how you were tying Thomas the Tank Engine into that story. <laughs> I thought you were going to say 57% of kids whose favorite show is Thomas the Tank Engine ended up becoming baseball players. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, you man. Might, you might have to go have a talk with your psychiatrist, Mike. Uh, I need a breath. <laughs> I don't even. I have like a good point I wanted to make after that, and I have no idea what we're even talking about. <laughs> I think it was a reference to. I think it was going to be. Reason. I think it was going to be like a good '90s music reference, and now I can't remember what it was. Oh well. Oh man. Uh, okay. You know what though? Back to a little bit serious. When it comes to to G, if we do manage to get rid of him, good riddance. And I don't yeah. mean that in a mean way. I mean that in a. That, I needed uh, another '90s that, reference yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> but um no but on a serious note though it is not totally good riddance but i'm just it's almost good riddance in a way because i'm glad that the decision making is now being taken out of terry's hands because yeah. at this point there's really just no reason to have him on the team and I, I feel bad because he is a he seems like a good guy maybe a little less so in the last few days 
which is unfortunate. But um, it's it's just uh, you know baseball is not only a business, but you're playing to win. And right. these guys should understand that they're professionals. They got the jo- they got the job. You know how they got their jobs by being better than somebody who had that job. So you know you have to realize that you play to win. It's a business. You you make money. You make money by winning. Like it, he's no longer. I wouldn't even say he's in the the top eight starters we have. Right. Yeah. So you know there's really no place for him anymore. Yeah. So it is, you know, it's unfortunate, but it happens, and it is what it is. Yep. Anywho, moving on. Yeah, on that note, we will, uh, let's hit Guess That Met. We're at a good time uh, for Guess That Met, and then we'll come back. uh, We kind of touched on all the random news, so we'll come back with uh, the rest of the week, which, I mean, do we have to? Yes, yes. Are you sure? Yep. Uh, We we can just do wins if you want. Just do the wins. Yeah, let's let's just do wins. Let's only do wins. (laughs) All right. The, Speaking the, of only doing wins, uh, I'm in the lead, and we'll move on to Guess That Met in just a second. Yeah. It's right. time for Guess That Met. All right, so it's time for Guess That Met. I retook the lead after. I will give you credit, though. I mean, you had a solid. It had to be two months. You had a solid, Yeah. I would say, two-month run of being on That'd top. Be good. Yeah, yeah. That was a, a good stretch for, for you. I'm coming back. I'm, I, I'm still, I mean, I'm only on top by a half a half a point, or I guess yeah. I should call it a half a run. I mean, we are it is baseball. Yeah, that's um, true. Oh, that's that's hilarious. I have to. Sorry, I know it's sidetrack. Quick sidetrack. I have the TV on in the background. It's some Samsung commercial, and it was like it showed a text like this new text way where it comes at the bottom of the screen. You don't have to do the whole screen. And the text said it was from Grandma, and it said, "You're my favorite. Don't tell your sister." That's <laughs> that's hilarious. That's a good commercial. That's funny. Yeah, you should. Are you getting paid by Samsung? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, no, here? we should contact Samsung now. I yeah. feel like we just all right, that's, advertise that them has for free. to be all right, let's be serious. At this point, that has to be like the third or fourth product that I've endorsed on this show. Yeah, I'm not I'm not entirely convinced that you're not getting paid on the side here, Mike. And I want to cut. <laughs> I'm I not cut. telling you. <laughs> I'm going along with it. I want to cut. All right. Let's uh let's move on to the actual Mr. Matt now. And uh I will give you first because for a nice change of pace. I'm in the lead, so I will be home team. All right. So I will go with the uh, – I'll start jersey number. I'm going to go jersey okay. number first. Right. So we're going uh, 2013. All right. In 2013, this New York Met wore number 53. 53? I know this one. Yeah. Pretty sure Pretty sure I know this one. It was All uh, right. Mr. – Chick-fil-A, Jeremy Hefner. All right. Yeah. Very nice. You did get it. I, I kind of I, – I, I went slightly topical because a lot of people have forgotten about Hefner. I don't know where he stands in his surgery. but because um, he had I, the second surgery. Yeah. So he, if he'll, he'll be coming back next year at the earliest. Was it – oh, he had, the second one was this year? For some reason, I thought the second one was last year. I think it was over the offseason, if I remember it correctly. It might have been. Yeah, that might make sense. No, I, I was going a little topical because with all the pitching rotation you know, stuff that's going on right now, everybody forgets that we still actually have Jeremy Hefner. <laughs> like, he's still yeah. contracted to the team. And um, he, he – people kind of forget he, he was solid in 2013. He had that really great run through most of June, I think it was, where he had like a 190 ERA. What I will say is that – in our best five or six man rotation, he does not have a place. No, however, absolutely not. But however, if he was able to come back and you know pitch decently in AAA, you know when he came back, we might be able to move him. 
Yeah. Or he might be able to pen. get like maybe like a bench bat or a bullpen arm or something for him because he was solid. I'm pretty or sure he, he could become ERA. that bullpen arm. Yeah, I don't be, know if he had the stuff for the bullpen. Maybe not, but he could. He might be better than Carlos Torres if he could fill well, that. I mean, role. we we you know we'll have some options, but to be honest, if he's back at the earliest next year, I would hope that we would improve our bullpen by that point. Yeah, you'd think so, but. But um, I mean, over over 130 innings in his last you know fullish year before he got hurt at four three four ERA which isn't great well it's, it's not even really good it's just meh but I mean there's teams you could probably trade him to the Rockies with that ERA he'd be their ace <laughs> yeah right <laughs> he'd be their best pitcher I mean he he had he pitched all right I mean he's, and he he's was a good in maybe 20 he was good in 2012 too towards the end of the year I remember towards the end of the year he started terrible so his numbers yeah. look bad in ERA over five but he but his FIP was low wasn't it uh, yeah, three six six. Yeah, but he also started just terribly. He finished very well. Yeah, uh, if I'm remembering correctly. Although I, I was at a start in September of that year, we gave up like seven runs in two innings to the Braves. And that one again, that one brought him down because I do remember that. Other than that, it wasn't so. So I mean, he had a couple of rough starts in there. He was prone. Well, he was prone to the big inning. Yeah, yeah. he was prone he was to the to guys. the big inning. So. Who knows? Maybe, you know, if he comes back, he pitches a right in AAA, maybe we can get something for him. Yeah. But, uh, all right, so you take the momentary lead, which makes this very intense right now, so go ahead and hit me with it. <coughs> all right. In 2011, this New York Met wore number 20. New York Met wore number 20. Now, I'm going to guess that is a hitter. 20 doesn't really strike me as a pitcher's number. <sighs> I'm trying to remember who the hitters were that year. I'm trying to remember some obscure people. Baxter was 23. Willie Harris was 22. I love Did how I you remember Willie 22? Harris's number. I don't know why I remember Willie Harris's <laughs> number, to be honest. I, I just do. I don't. I have no idea why I remember Willie Harris's number. Um, Murphy. Because that, that was your from your bed. I think that was the year. For, was that the year Fernando Martinez was up? That might have been the year Fernando Martinez was up. I think he was in that range. There were two guys I remember from that year. Now, I don't know. See, here's the thing. I know you want your lead back. So that's why I feel like it's going to be some obscure fucker. So there are two super obscure guys that I remember from that year. There is Fernando Martinez. Not that he's super obscure, but he was with the team for all of, what, like three months? So I there was... That. Actually, there's three obscure guys, because I remember we had the Rule 5 pick that year, Brad uh, Emis, or however you said his name, but he was he was in the single digits. I don't remember Actually, he was our digits. opening day second baseman that year, if I remember Well, that's correctly. why, yeah, yeah, that's why, because he was the Rule 5 guy. He was the opening day, yeah, yeah. yeah. But he was, um, he was in the single digits. So there's Fernando Martinez... And I don't know why I remember this, but we had an Asian player. I think I don't remember. Was he a? She might have been a shortstop. It was like who or something, Chin Hu, or something like that. So I feel like it would be one of those two. I feel like you're you're really trying to take your lead back. Uh, I feel like you wouldn't do the who thing to me though. I'm gonna say Fernando Martinez. Nope. Oh, please tell me it wasn't who then. It was not Chin Lung Okay, who. all right. I'm a little Met more legend. at peace now. <coughs> it was your boy, Jason Pridey. Oh, no, Jason Pridey. Oh. I'm, I'm, I'm actually kind of surprised you didn't get that one. Jason Pridey, that hurts. Because right. I told you, you didn't not, even think of him. I'm not great 
with numbers. That's why, like, I, I know it's surprising because yeah. I've been good with them lately, but you've just, for some reason, you've been giving me ones I'm good at. Uh, I tend to not be great at numbers, but um, I I remember, because I made that post now that I that he's, like, my one of my favorite obscure Mets or, or yeah. like, just a random obscure Met, but no, I wouldn't have been able to. For some and reason, I'm sure I, I you thinking, drafted him in our uh, Raising the Apple Fantasy oh, League, too. I did. I did. He was my last <laughs> round pick as a joke. Oh, for some reason, I, you know what it was, though? For some reason, I was thinking he was 2012. Nah. I, for some reason, I had him in 2012. I think, did he play for us in 2012? Uh, I don't know. I'm not. I don't remember. Uh, I'm not on that pack and check real quick. Let me see. All right, hold on. Uh, no, no, he did not. I do not see him in 2012, yeah. so I just switched the years. All right, this becomes very... Very important now. Yeah. This becomes uh this becomes very uh I can't think of a of a song. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you get this, that would just be downright criminal. Uh, <laughs> okay. That would... <laughs> In nineteen eighty eight, this New York Met hit two seventy and led the team with 30 stolen bases. And let me see if a, his war was... Uh, no, nothing really too uh, interesting there. So I'll give you 270 batting average. Led the team with 30 stolen bases. And... Uh, yeah, I mean, he was pretty much average and everything else. That's, that's what I'll give you to go on. Okay. I have one name that just jumped out at me immediately, but it seemed way too easy, so I feel like that's not it. Who's that? Mookie was the first name that jumped out at me. Okay. But um, I can't think of anybody else who for sure... Are you you telling the truth when you said they were average and everything else? Uh, OPS Plus was 107. Okay. Uh, OBP was 321. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, pretty much everything else was pretty much average. Extra base hits was about average. No, I, I would, I might make some very hard, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't downright lie to you. Yeah, but you might have fudged it a little bit. No, no, this one, you. this one's on the level. Uh okay. Um, I'm, I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say Mookie Wilson. Not a bad guess. Mm. It's not a bad guess. He did play that year. He's. Kind of, I guess, semi-close to some of those numbers. Uh, the correct answer is Lenny Dykstra. Ah, yes. Nails. So I, I gave you, I, I tried to, I, st- I wanted to take my lead back, but I, f- I figured I'd, st- I'd give you one you, you actually knew this week, unlike last week. I would have thought, thought he would have had a higher on base percentage, though. No, no walks. A, Only 30 walks a, that year. He was generally a pretty good OBP guy, though, wasn't he? Uh, I can check real quick and tell you. I got his player page right here. His career OBP was 375. Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so that was a down year for him. Oh, well. Very, uh, that was his worst ever OBP. So, I guess, unfortunately, I, I did. I unintentionally screwed you on that one. It's actually yeah, kind of funny. Lot, Mike. Hey, at least I was honest. It's kind <laughs> yeah. of funny because his OBP that year was, oh, was the second worst. Second worst of his career. The next year was his worst. And then the year after his worst OBP... He led the majors in OBP. <laughs> so, so he really just did not like that one year. Yeah, he kicked it into gear then. But uh, all right, so you're up by half a point still. Yep. I have a chance to actually take back the lead here for uh, another week. All right. 
2005. Uh, okay. All right. I like where this yeah, is headed. Fairly recent. So, uh, his pitcher made seven starts, had a 130 ERA plus and a 297 FIP. I hate you. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you his. No, I don't, I don't need the any exact hints. number. I, I don't but need his strikeouts hints. per nine was at tad under nine. No, I didn't need any hints. That's well, not the I'm reason I hate you. Anyway. The reason I hate you is because I hate him. Yep. So by extension, you using him, do you? He's like my mortal enemy, and you don't think <laughs> that changeup he threw to Yadier was the worst pitch call ever, ever. It was such a terrible pitch call. Uh, I don't even want to say his name. Can you just give me the point? No, I, not till you say it. Are you really gonna make me say? Yeah. Can I describe him? He grabbed, He went to nope. Notre Dame. Nope. You have to say his name. He's the worst Mets pitcher ever. Say his name. <sighs> Fucking Aaron Heilman. Oh, I hate him. See, you may have taken the lead, but I. You may have taken the lead, but I got revenge by making. I say almost. Aaron Heilman I almost live. wanted to give you the lead for the week. Honestly, right now that's like that's like poison in my mouth. It's like poison in my mouth right I'm now. I'm surprised you got um, it that quickly. I, honestly, it's because I dislike him. Because I know 2005. Well, I knew he made a few starts in 2005, and I knew that he actually was halfway decent in those. He was more starts. than halfway decent. He was very good that year. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> 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 but um, no. But I and I knew he did strike guys out. Yeah. So, you know that. That hit me quick. When you there's two guys that I will know right away. That's guys I absolutely love, and guys I absolutely hate. And so, I, I'm very good. Like it, it's funny. I can actually tell you, uh, you know, random. There's there's random stats that I actually remember. Like I can tell you, in 2005, David Wright hit 306 and had 27 home runs, 102 mm-hmm. driven in. I just know those stats stats off the top of my head. Um, I really hope they're right now. Are you still looking at the page? No, but I'm going to bring it up now. All right, please. It was 306, 27, and 102 uh, because I had him for fantasy that year, and that was like his big breakout year. So I specifically uh, remember those stats, uh, and I really, really hope I'm right. Wow, you were. Yeah, all three spot on, right? Yep. Yeah. Well, it's funny well, because it's the same way. That I can tell you that in 2004, Oliver Perez had a 2.98 ERA and a 239 strikeouts. It, <laughs> no, see, it's because I had them for fantasy and they like carried me to a championship, so I remember that shit. It's impressive. I, I will, yeah, and uh, I believe his strikeout per nine that year was exactly 11. Uh, and I should clarify that the reason I know Oliver Perez is that's not only because of fantasy, but because, and I know I'm going to be shamed for saying this, he is. One of my all-time favorite players. <laughs> I, I loved Ollie when he first came over. I loved, loved him. I loved Oliver him. Perez. He kind of Look, pissed I know, me off towards I know, the end there, but I know his. After the first two years with us, he was complete shit. But mm-hmm. I love Oliver. It was something about him. I don't know if it was the way he pitched. For or me, it was always his ridiculous the motion. High socks, the high socks, and there the fact that he always jumped over. The way and that and the way he always jumped over the foul line. That that was a big part. I always, of it. I always jumped over him. the. I was very superstitious on that. I always jumped over the foul line. So I love that he did that. I love the high socks. I always wore high socks. He had a funky windup. I loved 
and he was a little crazy. He was like a he was a crazy person. He was I crazy. I fucking loved it. Yeah. <laughs> I got to tell you, everybody in the world when he started Game Seven, everybody was like, "Oh shit, what did we get into?" I was like, "Hell yeah!" I was like, "Let's <laughs> do this, Ollie. We got this, dude." Uh, so and pumped. We didn't. We didn't was, have it. He did great. Well, he, he got lucky that home run was robbed. That game might have to been be a honest, To be honest, even if that home run didn't get robbed, that would have been he still would have thrown six innings of three run ball. That's not that bad. Yeah. That's not that. I mean, as it is, you know, he threw six innings of one run ball. That's for game seven. I'll fucking take that every day of the week. Yeah. So, Maybe I mean, not, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Not with our bullpen. Yeah. But <laughs> not even with that bullpen. I think I would. All right. Here's it. You know what? I have a game we're going to play at the end here. At the end okay. of the show, we're going to play a game. So let's move on. Uh, so I, I retain the lead by half point. We're right at the 40 minute mark. So it's a good time to move on. Let's hit the uh, the second half of the week. And then uh, we'll play that little game that I just had the idea for. Not really a game, just a hypothetical thing. But uh, we'll do that after this quick break. You're listening to Raising the Apple, your home for all the latest Mets news, analysis, and predictions. All right, so we're back with the second half of Raising the Apple. We're going to move on to the second half of the week, or the second two-thirds, I guess, really. We only did two games in the first half. (laughs) But um, we uh, the second half of the week, let's just say it wasn't exactly Peaches. It wasn't, but uh, we had some good games sprinkled in there, including starting with the uh, Thursday game against the Diamondbacks, Harvey Day. He uh, he continued his little odd home run trend he's been on. He uh, gave up two home runs, but only two runs. They were both solo shots in seven innings with one walk and nine strikeouts. Uh, that and was, I, uh, well, I, I commented on that online because somebody had said something about how they're so much dramatically worse than a couple years ago. And I, I think that's very easy to explain to be honest i think it's very easy to explain uh after the surgery i mean it's still harvey pre-surgery was uh, he would sit 97 and 99 and he'd be there all game and it's very clear that this year with the surgery he he's not doing that he's sitting 94 to 96 and, and just kind of taking it a little easy and then when he gets into tough situations later in the game then he hits that 98 again yeah but he's a guy that pitches very effectively up in the zone. He's got that good jump on his fastball. But when you're doing that at 94 instead of 98, you're going to get hit a little bit. Yeah. So, and the good news is to compensate, you know, he's been great with his walks so far this year. Yeah. I think he's like third in the NL and walk per nine. Yeah. So he's, uh, uh, he's been, you know, like I said, I think he's just taking it easy after the surgery. The home runs don't worry me at all. Uh, you know, once those few miles an hour come back, uh, I think we're going to see the home runs go down. Yep. Uh, and plus, to be honest, he's a hard thrower, so it happens. The harder you throw the ball, the harder it gets hit. So, you know, it, it's it, it's a, a, a fairly common problem with, with uh, hard-throwing pitchers. Uh, yeah. Verlander had the same thing early in his career, if I'm not mistaken. I think that was his problem early in the year. He was striking a lot of guys out, but he was giving up a lot of home runs. Yeah. So it's something that can happen with hard throwers, but I think once he gets those three to four mile an hour uh, back on his fastball, I think we're going to see the home runs go right back down. Yeah. Uh, Plus his, I, wish, I will say real quick on that one last note, his slider, it, it hasn't been his slider this year. It's been slightly above average at best. And I think that's, I mean, the slider is the one pitch where you're, you got to be careful. So I think him throwing his slider post-surgery I think that's another thing. I think right. he is and he a has little been cautious it, with though. it. Yeah, he's been throwing the curveball a yeah. lot. Uh, change up a little bit more, if I'm not mistaken. He's been very cautious using his slider, and I think when he gets back next year to full, you know, not worried about the surgery anymore, I think we're going to see those mile an hour come back. I think we're going to see that slider come back, and it's going to be back to 2013 Harvey. 
Yeah. Which he hasn't right, exactly so, uh, not been this year. No. I mean, he, I mean, he hasn't he had two, been. Because, he had two bad starts. Yeah. But, I mean, it's hard to be 2013 Matt Harvey because 2013 yeah. Matt Harvey I mean, had, like, the, bar the second so lowest FIP in the 21st century. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyway, that game, we won 6-2. to two. Your boy, John Mayberry, uh, is well on his way to your two-win projection. Oh, you had that four for five rough. with two doubles and a homer. <laughs> Doing me dirty with that. <laughs> Jesus. Every yeah, episode, that... you got to bring that up. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I regret uh, that one. <laughs> uh, I mean, I predicted uh, Ligaris to have a breakout offensive season, so you could always rub that in my face. To be fair, he's been hurt. Mayberry's yeah. just been shit. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. That game brought his OPS all the way up to 667. So uh, yeah, I know he's he's on his way there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that was, you know, the bats came alive a little bit in that game, you know, playing in that dry Arizona air helps. Uh, yeah, really isn't much else to say there. Speaking of speaking of hitting or, or not hitting, I have to say the fact that Michael Kadire is hitting in the 270s shows yeah. that he is really living a semi-charmed life right now because that way too, way too obvious. I, I know, but there, I mean, there was no better way to do that one, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, but it, but it also pertains to the statement though. I mean, he really is living a very, very lucky life right now because yeah. there is no way he should be hitting in the two seventies. No, he has, I've been saying this. He has, he's had uh, some of the ugliest swings I have seen since Ike Davis, 2013. I'm looking and up. They're not as bad. They're not as, no, they're not that bad. Cause that's like, I, I yeah, mean, in Davis 2013, Ike Davis year. looked like if I went up there and tried to hit a 90-mile-per-hour fastball, that's how I would look. Uh, Michael Kadir just taking these huge fucking rips at everything, no matter where it is. When's the and, last time he didn't swing at a pitch? I don't know. I think it's before uh, the Mets signed him. Yeah, probably. It might go all the way back to Colorado. Yeah, 2011 maybe. <laughs> where is the best place to find Babip? I don't see it on Baseball Reference. I guess I'm going to use... If you Fan go, graphs. like, if you hit, like, more stats or something like that, it's on there. On Baseball Reference? Because yeah. I really want to know his BABIP right now because... It's actually it's... not that high right now, if no? I remember correctly. It's not obscene. He struck out so much, though. Yeah, oh, yeah. No, it's, it's like, if, I want to say it's, like, in the 330s, maybe. That's not, I guess, too obscene. I don't know where that more stats button is. I knew where that was because I've used it before. No, it's right next it. to where it says standard batting right above all the stats. Oh, uh, right there. There you go. It's a giant-ass button, so let's just pretend like I didn't know that. Oh, um, or let's pretend like I did know that. Rather, 338. Than, 338. Yeah, I guess yep. that's not too high. It's still, I guess it's decently high if he's batting 270. But He is hitting line drives, though, statistically. It doesn't Sometimes. seem like he is, but statistically <laughs> he has been. What the hell's a line drive, then? A swinging bunt? Does that count as a line drive? <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I mean, our hitting needs to pick it up one way or the other. I mean, well, I mean, we need guys to get healthy, really. Yeah. But, uh, you know, the thing with hitting is I'm not like, I'd rather be in our situation than Toronto's situation. I have to say that. And some people might disagree, but hitting can go through hot patches and cold patches. And our hitting is just, you know, injured Our you know, Darno and Wright are arguably our two best hitters and they're you know with Duda mixed in there and they're both injured uh Herrera is going to help he's going to be an improvement over Campbell that's for sure yeah so we need to get healthy like Toronto's pitching is just awful yeah so you know I'd rather be in our position and plus you know we could still move for a bat yeah absolutely so who knows what's going to happen now Tulowitzki's really heating up by the way he He has been piss hot over the last couple weeks 
Still don't want him though. I, I mean, I would take him on the team in a heartbeat, but for what he's going to yeah. cost, I don't no, know if it's yeah. worth it. And then the last thing we need is another guy on the DL. Yeah, it's just if he was if he was a guy that played 155 games a year, I'd probably pull the trigger. But, yeah, absolutely. But for what we'd have to give up, I mean, he could literally play 90 games a season for us. And you know what? Statistically, he'd probably still be the best shortstop in baseball. But is that really worth giving up one or two like decade arms? You know, no, I don't want to give I don't up think so. for anybody at this point. I don't. Plus, Wilmer's been all right. Yeah, he's, he's been serviceable. He's, he's cooled off a bit. Lately. We can't turn a double play to save our fucking lives. Right. But he's been, you know, all right. Uh, I still don't know why anybody throws him an inside fastball. That's literally go back and watch every single one of his home runs this yeah. year. It's on. Yeah. It's on a low and in pitch. I don't if know why people still graphs, throw it to him. You go on fan, fan graphs and look at his heat map for the strike zone. It's hilarious. I mean, it's, it's probably like all down red in. inside, and then yeah, down and in, it's just bright red, and it's just blue, gets slowly gets blue and bluer and bluer as you move away. I know. It's, I don't get it. It's like, how do the, do major league pitchers not like look at this shit? Like, I don't get it. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Um, all right. So next game was yeah. a loss. That's all we need to know. Yeah, two to one. Uh, John, or no, this is Cologne. Oh wait, yeah, did I uh, accidentally skip ahead. No, you have... definitely skipped ahead. I was gonna say Cologne. Yeah, I did that game. After the See, Harvey I, game, I, I it should already be moved nice. forward. Should be yes, nice, it right? was nice because Nice actually did not pitch that bad. Uh, six innings, three runs, one walk, and eight strikeouts. It was actually very good from Nice. I think two of those runs were in the last inning too, though, didn't he? Didn't he give up? Uh, yeah. In the last inning, he pitched. He gave up a couple. Yeah. Uh, our offense didn't do crap against Jeremy Hellickson. Yeah, who's been mediocre this year? Yeah, Kadir hit a home run, and that was that was it. If we get one run, it's a Kadir home run. That's like <laughs> Jeremy Hellickson was like straight up, you can't touch this, and we were like, okay, cool. <laughs> we were like, all right, <laughs> whatever you say, sir. That's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll just go ahead and not touch it then. Yeah. All right, um, go ahead, skip, so skip, wanna... go next one. <clears throat> uh, all right, next one we also lost. That was G. Uh, skip next one. <laughs> no, no, next one was Cologne. Next one was Cologne. Oh, that was that's right. That was the Cologne one with. Um, yeah. That was unfortunate. One pitch. He pitched so well. Yeah. It's too bad we can't score to save our fucking lives. Yeah, that, he pitched that so game well. was frustrating to watch. That one uh, hurt. We, didn't, we had 10 hits. Yeah, that 10 one, hits, that, one run. That one hurt. It really did. I got to say, because he pitched so well. Look, we all love Cologne. We love watching him hit, but he is an average pitcher. You know, his crazy start to the year where he was in the low twos, That's he's not going to do that. He's an average no. pitcher. His ERA is going to be around four. So if he goes seven innings and gives you two runs, you need to win that game. Yeah. Plain and simple, you need to win that game. Yeah. That one pitch should not have lost the game for us, but it did because our offense got nothing yeah. against freaking Chase Anderson. Who the hell even is that? I didn't think he existed. He's actually decent. I, I have to, I I've have never to even admit. Heard of him. I have to admit, because our offense has been so terrible, I took Chase Anderson uh, for DraftKings that day, and right. I so won it was like your fault. well, I won like fifty bucks. So I think I'd a, rather, I'm a, a little excuse. selfish. I think I'd rather have the fifty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, it's one win, fifty bucks. Yeah, if we miss the playoffs by one win, I'll feel bad about it. But for now, I'm enjoying my fifty bucks. Well, if we miss the playoffs by one game, I'm gonna come back and rub this in your face. So. Yeah, that's I know you will because you still didn't let me forget about John fucking Mayberry from three months ago. <laughs> so, <laughs> so uh, all right, let's move on to the the happy one, the next one. Okay, the Degrominator. Uh, yes, Degrom. Degromination. Nasty as always. Uh, and our bats finally came alive. Four home runs in the game. 
Uh, two from Granderson, one from Campbell, and one from Flores. Uh, let's let me scroll down here. Degrom, seven innings, two earned runs, three walks, ten strikeouts. And I gotta say, he has been our best starter this year. You say two earned runs, right? Yeah, three yeah, because he gave earned. up three runs, but only two were earned. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, no, that's. I don't think that's up for debate. He has been our best no. starter this year. He had one bad yeah. start against the Yankees. Other than that, he's been great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he had one bad start against the Yankees and one mediocre start. And other than that, he has been rock solid. Yeah, and he's just getting better, it seems. It's like he was at the end of last year where every start just seemed to top the last one. And you're like, yeah. how the hell could he possibly improve on this? And then he goes on and strikes out the first eight guys and... You know, he's, he's insane. I mean, he's and, unbelievable. and the biggest thing was that Yankee star that was his, by far his worst start of the year. It was such a um, easily pinpointable reason for the bad start. He's throwing his change up 90 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, if you th- first of all, if you throw your change up 90 miles an hour, it's not going to have any movement. Right. And second of all, it's nowhere near a big enough difference from his fastball. They, they were just teeing off on it. And, yeah. you know, he said, oh, you know what? should probably throw this pitch slower. And then he did. And then we, he's been great. And despite that one bad start, his ERA on the season is still 242. Yeah, which is extremely. I'm gonna hold on. Give me. I'm gonna try and figure out uh, what his what it was ERA, without that start. Yeah, that's but a uh, it's computer, a tall task for you. This computer just not cooperating right now. I'm just gonna keep talking uh, at this point because it's already 5:45 on a Wednesday, and I'm not editing because I have to go to work in like an hour. So I'm just gonna fill the dead air here with. Um, <laughs> How you guys doing, everybody? I know this isn't live, so you can't respond or anything, but I'm just checking in on you guys, making sure our listeners are happy, having a good time. Uh, hopefully there's some soccer fans enjoying the U.S. win. Uh, U.S. under-20s won the uh, round of 16 at the World Cup last year. Actually, I'm doing this podcast, just to know how dedicated I am, I'm doing this podcast in like three hours of sleep right now because the U.S., the, the under-20 World Cup is in New Zealand, so the U.S. round of 16 knockout stage game against Colombia last night was on at 3.30 a.m., so I woke up for that. So I am dedicated to the cause here. And we well, won. We appreciate it. We, we appreciate won. it, Mike. So All right. So by the way, well uh, his ERA outside of that one one Yankee Stadium start is 185. That is erection-inducing. Yes, it is. I guess is a way to put that. Yeah, that's um, one way to phrase it. He No, he's, he's been fantastic. I mean, he, he's a big-time talent. He's going to be yeah, he's, he's, he's going to be there. Legitimate. For, for absolutely legitimate. Yeah. A hundred percent. And I'd be lying if I didn't expect him to regress a, even a little bit. I mean, I would assume it's got to happen a little bit, but you never know. I mean, but he hasn't. He's been probably, debatably he's been better than he was last year. Look, if he doesn't get hard into cocaine, <laughs> I think he'll he'll you know because because Doc Gooden didn't look like too much like regressing either until he friggin' blew up his you know well nose, but <laughs> <laughs> um, he literally blew up his nose, but um. You know, he's a, he's a big-time talent. I mean, we should be yep. very excited. Like, literally, I know this gets posted pretty much twice daily on the sub, but Harvey, DeGrom, Wheeler, Syndergaard, and Mats next year is just, I mean... It's amazing. There aren't it's words. So, no. There aren't words. It's so words. exciting. It's that so could exciting. Literally, that could literally... This is not a Mets fan thing. That could literally be the best rotation in baseball next year. Yeah. There is a very Absolutely. legitimate. I'm not saying it will be. I'm saying there's a very legitimate chance that that's the best rotation in baseball next year. And it's basically 100% homegrown too. That's the best part. Yeah, I mean, I mean the only technically one I guess Wheeler is the only yeah, one that's they not homegrown. Traded for Wheeler and Syndergaard. But we got him but early. But they still developed them. Yeah. yeah, he came up through our system. Yeah. You know, I think he was with the Giants for what a year and a half before he got traded. He was with us for yeah. two. 
yeah, in the minors. Pretty sure both so I would say he's, he's pretty much homegrown. Yeah, I'm pretty sure both Syndergaard and Wheeler were in like low A when we acquired them. Yeah, they no, they definitely both were. That I know. So yeah. well, maybe not low. I'm sorry, maybe not low. Just just A ball right, in general. Yeah. But um, no, they were definitely both in A ball when we traded for them. So I, I think we could take credit. You know, for because that's and look, I'm not gonna try to make this a Yankee bashing thing, but it is different. The Yankees might trade for young players, but they don't really trade too much for minor league players like no. like we have with you know Wheeler and in uh, like if they were gonna trade Beltron to the Giants, they would have wanted like Bumgarner or you know like like they would have wanted a young guy, but a major league like they don't take chances, you know. Yeah. And I'm fine with us taking chances. I think it adds to the excitement of, of the team to have these guys coming up through our system we can be excited for. I mean, just look at Astro. If you want a non-Mets perspective, look at Astros or Cubs fans right now. When you get talent yeah. coming up through your system that you got young and you developed and you have time to get amped about these young guys, to me, that's one of the best things in baseball. Yeah, That's one of my exciting. favorite things about being a Mets fan is that we do that. Especially because at the time we were trying to set ourselves up for the long term. So getting a guy who was, you know, in his second year in the majors, he would have been hitting free agency by the time we were ready. So, Yeah, very exciting stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we'll go ahead and move on to the last game, which was – oh, no, the last game was that last was night. It was the no-hitter. We yeah, just we covered that talked. at the beginning, uh, which is perfect because it's good time-wise. So I'm going to ask you this little hypothetical. Um, I go for it. This is – I guess I'll give my input, but I can't really answer since I'm the one asking. But here, now here's my question for you. Would you rather have a reliever that will have an ERA of nine by giving up one run every single outing? All right, so every time he pitches, he gives up one run, 100%. You know he's given up a run, but only one run. So you can use him in any situation, but he, but he has to pitch a full inning. Like if you're up by... Well, I was going to say by two in the ninth with, like, two outs, he can't pitch. Like, it's got to be a full inning. Okay. Or would you rather have a pitcher that – how do I want to word this? So a guy that gives up one run every inning, and you have to pitch him an inning every time. Or would you rather have a pitcher that goes three innings, a reliever that goes three innings, gives up no runs, and then the next time you use him – Goes three innings, gives up three runs. So you're getting three innings. You're getting three innings of shutout ball, but then the next time you use them, three innings of three run ball. So you have to use him to give up three runs to get back to the zero runs, and that's why it gets tricky. Yeah, I'd probably take the one inning guy. Yeah, I think there's less risk involved in that because they're both nine ERA guys. No, I'm sorry, they're not. The 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 three guys are four and a half. Four four and a half ERA. Which is why I love this question because it is it's true. Like you went with with the guy with the double ERA because yeah. it's more of a like a sure thing, I guess. Yeah, and you can use them every time you have a two run lead, and you're basically good. And you're guaranteed, yeah, exactly. You're guaranteeing the winning. I I would have to say I would probably agree, but it is. I love questions like this. I love like the hypothetical like guys like uh, you know type of. You can really don't do with pitchers. Can't do a hitter so much, but um, I think it's it's just fun stuff to think about. You know, it's like a fun. Like kind of brain, uh, brain exercise. Yeah. I, I would probably agree. I'd probably say the the one run guy, just because you know you're absolutely getting, you know, like you can get away with a two run lead. Because most baseball, like I would say, eighty percent of baseball games are played within three runs. Uh, you yeah. know, until because you have to use them for the full three innings, so you'd have to put them in in this, you know, for the start of the seventh inning, at the latest. Right. So, you know, you might not always have a big enough lead at that point. 
Yeah. However, if you're what would you do though if you're like the Blue Jays? What, what would you do if you're a team with a big offense? Would that change your um, Would that change your vote at all? Knowing that there'd probably no. be a decent amount of opportunities to use him with a, a four run lead. I don't think so. No, you'd still go with the one on one guy. Yeah. Okay. I like the sure thing in baseball. Fair enough. Would it Would it change anything if it was two innings instead of three? Two innings shut out. Two innings, two runs. Then yes, absolutely. I would definitely take him. Yeah, you'd take the two inning guy. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Very interesting. Because you don't, you're not always going to have a spot to use him for three innings. I know. And what I happens if you're in extra innings and he's your last reliever, but you can't bring him in because you don't know how long the game is going to go or something like that. Yeah. No. Very, very good point. Um. All right, so that's when that the episode with that fun little uh, hypothetical. We're at pretty much exactly an hour, so we timed it out well today. Um, you guys got a, a nice mashup of uh, of an episode, kind of all over the place. <laughs> um, so this was episode fourteen of Raising the Apple. We've been a little sporadic with the schedule lately, but uh, we're tr- we're really. We love you guys. We love that you're really excited to get the episodes, but scheduling has just been very, very yeah. difficult. We are trying our absolute best, and we promise you that. We want to give you an episode on time every week, but scheduling has been very, very difficult. Uh, so we're going to continue to try to work it out, and we really want to do it for you guys. But uh, we'll try to get you something you know, whenever we can. Um, so thank you, Ethan, for joining me. Hey, it was my pleasure. And for everybody listening, uh, you don't have to go home. But you can't stay here. Uh, it's closing time. Na 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 na. Hey hey. Goodbye. Uh, I don't think that one's actually from the nineties. Um, no, that's from like the seventies. Yeah, that's. I don't know why it just popped <laughs> in my head. That's our. That's our outro though to the show. I know I have it in there. And then um, this one has nothing to do with saying goodbye. But I'm gonna end the show by saying, Informer. It's time to All say right. Goodbye. And the Mets win it! Walk away, it's hard to say goodbye.